Welcome to Hey Joe, a podcast answering questions asked by our listeners. Created by pet professionals for pet professionals. And now, your host, Hey Joe's very own, Joe Zuccarello. What's up, everyone? Joe Zuccarello here, and welcome to Hey Joe, a podcast brought to you by Paragon School of Pet Grooming. Check out our site at paragonpetschool.com for lots of really cool information on a variety of programs, products, and to connect to educational resources such as webinars, podcasts, current events, special news, certifications, and lots of other helpful information to help you grow yourself, your team, and of course your business. Let's get started with this week's episode. Hey everyone, this is Joe Zuccarello, your host of the Hey Joe podcast, and we are doing something a little bit new and cool for this uh, to kick off the new year. Uh, the Hey Joe podcast, the team at the podcast are, and for our show, we, we started to talk about the, the need to start speaking to individual types of groomers out there in our, in our listener audience. And one of the, the themes that we put together for, uh, call it kind of a mini series, if you would, is about generations in grooming. So when I talk about generations in groomings, yeah, I'm talking about the different age groups in grooming. Because if you if you if you take a moment and look around, uh, uh, this is such a phenomenal industry and such a phenomenal career that some are starting very young, and actually some are hitting a career reset button and learning how to groom later in their lives or later after maybe a professional career. Um, but today we're talking with a really special person, and um, her name is Janine. And I first met Janine about a year ago, I think, um, and I was immediately impressed by her drive, and her enthusiasm, and her desire to learn. And Janine is actually a younger professional groomer. So in our generation series, she's going to kind of be representing what what we see is 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 a, a really good representation of some of the younger people coming up in this industry that just and I've been in this industry, I just started my 35th year, and I'm super excited about all of these young people coming up into the industry. Janine, thank you for hopping on the podcast today. And I would I would love for you to tell the Hey Joe listener audience a little bit more about yourself. Hey Joe, so um, I am a younger groomer. I have been grooming for close to five years. It'll be five years in like June or July of this year. Um, and I've been working professionally with animals for close to seven years. Uh, I actually came from human cosmetology. I did cosmetology fresh out of high school. As soon as I graduated, I started cosmetology school, went through the full thing, got my license, figured out really quickly that's not what I wanted to do. <laughs> I loved <laughs> A lot about cosmetology. I loved doing the haircuts. I loved color. I was really, really into color. Um, but I found I didn't enjoy sitting, like, it was hard for me to just sit there and talk to somebody for several hours straight. And when you're doing a long process, I mean, especially a color process, you could have somebody there, you know, four or five hours. And to sit there and make conversation the whole time was really difficult for me. Uh, so I was actually working as an assistant uh, manager at. Sally Beauty Supply and just chose to kind of stay there for a while until I got a dog. And then I had this whole problem of, I have this dog, he's having to stay at home, you know, eight hours a day while I was at work. I was having my mom watch him. I was dropping him off at friends' houses before I went to work and it was just getting out of hand. And I had a friend that had 
been working at a daycare called Camp Bow Wow. And she said, you can bring your dogs with you to work. And I was completely on board, ended up applying, getting the job. I was actually making more money working at the daycare than I was as an assistant manager. So I was really, really happy um, doing something I loved. I loved being around the animals and uh, ended up, unfortunately, moving an hour away. So I didn't have the option of working at the daycare anymore. The only thing in my area was grooming shops, and I kind of just fell into it, <laughs> and the rest <laughs> is kind of history. Wow. So, you know, what, what I like about that is in, in, in our show prep, uh, you know, all of my, you know, all of my productions, everything we do, we talk about, you know, because obviously we talk a little bit before and we kind of do some prep. One of the things that you mentioned, and, and, and I wanted to kind of just take a small step back on is you said getting a dog changed your life. Not only did it change your life, maybe about, you know, just being a, a pet parent, but also it literally changed the course of your career path. Yeah, 100%. I would not be probably talking to you right now if I hadn't gotten a dog. I think I would still be doing human hair cosmetology, maybe still at Sally's, maybe a manager somewhere else, but getting a dog definitely changed that path. And you know, we talk about so many times that this industry is, is it's a trade. It's, it's, it's like if you're a mechanic or you're a plumber or you're an electrician or you are a, 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 even any skilled trade, a doctor, a lawyer, whatever profession you choose, dog grooming is one of those choices. And a lot of people happen to kind of stumble into dog grooming while others, you know, they, they, they just want to do something a little bit more fulfilling, right? They want to do something that, mm -hmm. to your point, what, I, what, I, what also impressed me when we first met was you, you know you, right? You, you, you recognize that, and, and just there, you, you have some humility, right? So you're able to say, I'm humble enough to know that, listen, striking up a conversation with somebody for and sustaining conversation with somebody for five, six hours at a time, you weren't really great at. It doesn't mean that you don't like people, right? There's a lot of people right. that get into dog grooming and say, well, I got into dog grooming because I don't like people. Well, that's not necessarily the best. <laughs> it might still not be the right. best choice for you because, you know, those dogs are connected at the end of a three, four, six foot leash to a person, right? And, and mm -hmm. the dogs don't bring themselves in for grooming. Um, so you still have to like people. But to your point, you were humble enough to know, you know what? I know me. I'm not great at keeping conversation all day. So um, just a reminder to the, the, the Hey Joe listener audience out there, the main topic of this particular podcast episode is professional pet grooming careers for the younger groomer. And we're joined by Janine and, and, and I can't wait. I think, I think a lot of uh, what you're about to share with the audience, Janine, is going to be so inspiring for the younger groomer, somebody that might be coming right out of high school, somebody that might have dabbled with, you know, uh, thinking about they were going to go down a traditional education path or a traditional career path, and it just wasn't fulfilling. So let's start, let's just dive right in and say, Janine, as a younger, uh, uh, as a younger groomer, what were some of your challenges? If you can kind of go back in time a few years, what were some of the challenges you remember uh, uh, first starting out? Uh, well, one of my challenges that I still face today is being really, really hard on myself and overthinking. So that was something that I really struggled with in the beginning. It's something that I still struggle with. Uh, another thing that was really hard for me, uh, there's no grooming schools near me. And I'm sure I'm not alone in this, that there were no grooming schools near me. So it was really hard for me to find somebody to teach me. Uh, I would go to private salons, you know, they teach you some, but not maybe everything. And, you know, I kept getting shown enough that like, I would 
be able to work really well underneath somebody, but not enough that I could actually go out and do it myself. So I really, really struggled to find education until I started finding out about Atlanta Pet Fair or things like learntogroomdogs.com or all of these new options that are coming in. So that was really, really hard for me was finding just somebody to teach me. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and, and one of the cautionary tales, I mean, I, I sort of fell into the pet industry through grooming as well. Now I was, I was a terrible groomer. I've told that to everybody I talked to. I just don't have the <laughs> hands for it, right? I don't have the soft enough hands for it, but I make a mean bather brusher. What we call around Paragon is groom techs, right? But uh -huh. I happen to stumble into it as well. And one of the things that I noticed early on was that just because you do have somebody to teach you doesn't necessarily mean that they're teaching you correctly. So you end up with a copy of a that copy too. of a copy, right? So mm -hmm. um, I could see where that was and still continues, even in this industry today, to be a challenge. So that's why, mm -hmm. you know, thank you for mentioning LearnToGroomDogs.com. That's one of our missions is helping people find their success. The same thing with uh, mm -hmm. Paragon School of Pet Grooming with our distance learning program. So, um, you know, those are new ways of using technology, right? Which is embraced mm -hmm. more and more by younger people using technology to uh, find a solution. So let's talk about, let's talk about those customers, right? You talked about not being able to, you know, you, you realize it wasn't really a, your superpower to talk to people for four or five hours a day. Do, do you find that the clients take younger groomers as seriously as they need to, or, or how do they, uh, how, do, how do clients treat younger groomers? Okay, so for anybody that hasn't seen what I look like, I have bright red hair and tattoos. So yeah, when the older clients see me coming, they're like, oh dear. <laughs> you know, they're like, who is this crazy girl about to come work on my dog? But I can always change their mind by just having a simple conversation. Like I said, sitting there having a really long conversation I might not be as good at, but I'm really good at explaining things that I know about. So if they're coming to me, you know, as we're the professionals, we do know what we're talking about or we wouldn't be standing there. Um, when they come to you, that's a lot of times they are just trying to challenge your knowledge. They want to make sure you know what you're talking about. And as long as you can answer those questions for them without hesitation and show them that you know what you're talking about, they will take you seriously. And the um, age thing goes right out the window. Yeah, you know, I, uh, I can completely appreciate that. I've seen uh, and, and everybody on the Hey Joe listener audience uh, out there, you'll be able to see Janine's picture. She does look young, um, which I think that's awesome, right? I think it's great. But what I really like is that you, you have a confidence. And I think confidence kind of transcends, to your point, kind of transcends age, right? Uh, mm -hmm. You command the space when you're there. You know, you are the resident expert. They're bringing their pets to you. And, that, and really, it doesn't matter what age. I've seen some, I've seen some people with, with, with decades of age behind them act immature and 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 not be the expert and actually have less confidence from the pet parent than uh, some of the younger people that are in our profession now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they all they want to know is that you know what you're doing and that their pet is going to be taken care of. That's really the most important thing to them. So as long as you can show them that they're probably going to be okay. You know, as you're navigating through, as you were navigating through your education and, you know, you've been grooming for about five years, been around pets for seven, uh, you know, so you're, I'm sure still experiencing lots of new first time things, or you're hearing some things, because I know I see you at the trade shows, you're an act, you know, you actively participate in, 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 in surrounding yourself with, with uh, influence and professionals. 
what are some of the surprises in that period of time? What are some of the surprises, good, bad, or ugly, that, that you've encountered uh, along your journey so far? Uh, well, the first like major surprise to me coming from cosmetology, I thought there was like, you know, grooming schools. I thought grooming was done just like cosmetology. So I thought there was going to be like licensing. I thought we were going to all have to go take state boards, all of that stuff. So that was the first thing that I was like, oh, wow, like, you know, we don't, you don't have to do all that stuff. And then the one thing, and this is probably going to sound really silly to people, especially that have been grooming for like a really long time. But I used to watch like the animal cops and all those, and I saw the neglected dogs on TV, but honest to God, I had no idea that that's something that you could see down the street from your own house. Like, I, I guess I thought that that was like a really extreme case. I didn't know that like seemingly normal owners would let their dogs get to a point of being severely matted and living like that. You know, I, that's not something I really did think it was just on TV or in really extreme situations. So that was something that really surprised me. And then also like one lighter one that's kind of funny is the blade numbers and the comb guard attachments are so different from cosmetology. It really confused me at first. I think that was like a major surprise for me. I, I was like, what is this? It was like reading it a different language to me. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because, you know, I, I, I go to a barber and, and, and I'll sit in the chair and I like try to pretend like I know what I'm doing because I've been around dog grooming for so long that then my yeah. barber will look at me and like, you know, do you want it like Bic shaved or do you want like a little bit of peach fuzz? <laughs> you know? So yeah. I, I'm trying to say, hey, you know, if you use this clipper there, or this blade there and they're like, yeah, dude, no, <laughs> it's not translating. Yeah. It's, it's so much more simple in cosmetology. The blade numbers are like, there's like really like one blade you use and then the guards are just one through 10. It's very straightforward. Whereas grooming, it's like, you got an O, a one, a two, there's like an A in there. There's letters, numbers. It's kind of all over the place. Yeah. You wonder, okay, who was the first person to have to come up with that plan and, and, and why did we stick with it? Right. So, but I guess everybody right. memorization and it doesn't matter. doesn't matter after a short period of time, but yeah, I could <laughs> I never even thought about that. That's a, that is a, that is a, that is a funny surprise. It is. And also I did find out through um, some friends that it's not like that in other countries. So the UK groomers and Australian groomers, they have a normal numbering system. They don't have the A and the E and the, you know, <laughs> they, they just have like a one through 10 kind of thing. So it's interesting that only America does that. Leave it up to us to make a few things a little bit more complicated, right? Yes, <laughs> exactly. So, you know, when, when we first started talking today, uh, uh, at the beginning of the episode, I mentioned how impressed I was by how much you pour into yourself and, and that you continue to uh, uh, invest in yourself and invest in learning and such. How, uh, uh, how have you invested uh, in yourself and how do you uh, plan to continue to invest in yourself and to be a continuous learner? Uh, well, as you mentioned earlier, I do go to trade shows. Um, I go to the Atlanta Pet Fair every year. That's the closest one to me as I'm in South Carolina, but I try to go to any trade shows I can get to. Um, another way that I kind of invest in myself and like as me as a person, um, you know, I do YouTube and I do, um, you know, I, I'd like to continue my education for that so I can share it with people 
on YouTube. And I also um, will invest more into like buying new products and new tools and equipment to try out. So it also kind of helps me to like better my skills and better my grooms, but also I can help other people by telling them like, hey, this product worked for me, or maybe this one didn't because of this, or, you know, to kind of help people there too. Um, but yeah, mainly just the trade shows. Um, I do online webinars. Um, I love free education. We, you know, I have a little group that we do. It's called Groomer Support. We do free education on there. Um, just always trying to take in new things. Even um, I listen to the Hey Joe podcast, obviously, um, and just any grooming podcast that I can kind of get a hold of. I really love to listen to grooming podcasts as I'm grooming. It keeps me motivated for whatever reason, just like hearing it and then being able to be like, oh, I'm going to implement this right now or whatever. So, you know, I guess I, I kind of have a lot of different ways that I invest into myself. Well, and you know, one thing that I really like about what you're talking about is that you keep a, a, a certain variety or a certain mix to how you're consuming your education and your influence uh, and, and how you're influencing others. And what I really like about right. that, we, we talk a lot of times about there's no one correct way to groom, right? So everybody has their own little mm -hmm. uh, uh, tips and tricks and, and shortcuts and, and, and processes. And you gotta, you kind of have to take all of that in and make it yours. So that's one of the brilliant parts about this career in this industry is that you can customize you. you it doesn't mean that you don't learn and that you have to like pioneer or create things from scratch. In fact, it's just the opposite. There's plenty of information out there. And even sometimes, and maybe you've found this even sometimes you, by by consuming or, or 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 making sure that you are, are are exposed to a lot of different variety of forms of education, it does help you kind of identify what is not correct because there are although there's there's not just one correct way there's a lot of not correct out there mm -hmm. um, uh, and especially you do find that a lot on free so uh, uh, you know a lot of free services that are offered out there but to your point, watch them all hear them all, learn mm -hmm. them all. And, and you'll start to recognize some patterns of, okay, those are for the good. And those are not for the good. Those are going in the wrong direction. Right. Yeah. One of my favorite sayings is take what you need and leave the rest. And that's definitely what I do. I like to take in information from anybody, even if somebody's telling me something that maybe like I don't off the bat agree with, I at least listen, take what I need and leave the rest. Yeah. Great point. That's, that's uh if, you, if, if the Hey Joe listener audience out there, young and, and not so young groomers out there, uh, take something from this. I think that's definitely one worth, uh, worth writing down. So thanks for sharing that. Um, you know, as we go through the industry, as you go through your career, and it's a, it's a fairly short career compared to some others that are in the industry, but what so far are some of your biggest successes? What are things that you're like, yep, I did that? I've been very fortunate. I have had some really awesome successes. Um, one of the biggest things I did, I went on Groomer TV, which um, that was actually one of the platforms that I originally learned from was watching groomers on Groomer TV. Because um, if you don't, if you're not familiar with Groomer TV, a lot of times they go around at trade shows and they video like the demos that they're doing at trade shows. But so before I was even able to go to trade shows, I was watching the demos that were, they were doing there. Um, so to be able to, it was kind of like a full circle moment 
to be able to go on Groomer TV. I also had like a small feature in Groomer to Groomer magazine, um, which was also really crazy because I've, you know, I've had Groomer to Groomer magazine for years sent to me for free. And it's like so crazy to be able to see my name in there. Um, and then just having some really big name groomers that I really, really look up to tell me that they actually have watched my videos. That's a major success. And it's, it's really, I'm very, very lucky to have such huge successes like that. I've had some really incredible things happening. Um, but it's not all been easy though. I've had some things, I've had some bumps in the road. Um, I just started my own business. And I think most people that have started their own business know it's really really hard it's it's not um it, it seems like it'd just be fun but there's there's a lot more to it um you know I'm I'm in the process of trying to get a mobile van and you know even though things are going I know there's going to be bumps in the road I know it's not just going to be all smooth sailing and it's hard um you know I've I've worked at places that didn't fit my needs and I've worked at places that I really loved, but I had to move from there's, you know, I've kind of had some stuff like that, but I, I have to say, I've definitely had a lot more successes than I've had failures, but you know, it, it you get both. It, it always comes with both. Mm -hmm. Well, and one of the things you pointed out was uh, uh, starting your own business. And I have seen some phenomenal dog groomers be terrible business people. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. Because sometimes we just, you know, we, we, we try to apply the same principles of uh, care and, 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 and going above and beyond uh, 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 with the pets to also going above and beyond with the customers. And, and let me tell you, I mean, I am first, a huge advocate of of the customer experience, the client experience, and and making sure that they have the best service possible. But I've seen some uh, uh, people that again that are really great artists, but not necessarily really great business people. And sometimes it's detrimental, right? So mm -hmm. um, learn as much as you do, pour into as much as as you do for your skills uh, in in grooming as you. Uh, or in, in, in business as you do in your grooming. And uh, you, you'll put yourself in the best chance of, of success that way and find business experts just like you find grooming experts. And I think that's sometimes where some groomers come up a little bit short in business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and something that Melissa Verplank talked about, I believe is on Learn to Groom Dogs, but she talked about having a really good team behind you if you're in business. And I think she's so right about that. That's so important. You can't do it all yourself, you know, get yourself a good accountant. If you're at a point that you need somebody to help you book appointments and get somebody to book your appointments, you know, it, don't try to just take it all on yourself. Cause that is kind of a way to set yourself up for failure by just trying to do too much. Hmm. Well, because at some point then you stop focusing on your superpower, which is grooming. And, and, and exactly. the worst thing that can happen is that you start to fall out of love of grooming. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, keeping, keeping your superpower front and center, it's a kind of a term we throw around at Paragon and learn to groom dogs.com is, is, is focus on your superpowers and where you come up a little bit short to your point, scoop up some other people that that's their superpower and surround yourself with, with right. those people. Yeah. I know Delise has talked about it too, that she doesn't like to clean her house. So she'll hire a cleaning person to just take that one thing off of herself to just have one less stress. So she has a nice clean house and she can focus 
on the things that she's good at, you know, for, so for Delise, it'd be bows, and then for us groomers, it'd be grooming, you know, so if there's things, if you can afford to kind of give that to somebody else to take one thing off of your back so you can focus on what you do best, then I definitely think that's the best way to go about it. Yep. More great words from you, Janine. I appreciate that. Janine, on, on those days when, you know, it seems mundane, on the days when it seems like more of a challenge or that you're having, it seems like more failures than successes, which I doubt that that's going to be the case for you. Uh, but what motivates you? What kind of gets you going in the morning and, and what gets you just out of bed, just hitting the ground running? I have a, I have a variety of things. Um, if I need, like sometimes I just need to like look at some good grooms. So sometimes I'll just go scroll through Instagram and, you know, look at some like really amazing groomers and be like, man, I just like want to go groom today. Or, you know, sometimes I'll listen to a podcast, you know, sometimes I need, I guess it depends on what kind of motivation I need. If I'm just like feeling like, you know, I'm a little tired today, then maybe I'll listen to something that's more inspiring that will kind of help me um, you know, just like kind of some words of wisdom. Um, but if I'm feeling like, oh, maybe I don't feel like getting up and like doing a haircut today, then I'll go look at a bunch of really cute haircuts and be like, okay, you know what? I do kind of want to do a cute little haircut today, you know? So I just kind of, I, I check in with myself and I'm like, okay, what do I need right now? Like, what's going to make me feel better? Um, and I just kind of go with that. And like I said, each scenario sometimes can be different. And, you know, sometimes I need to just go drive around in my car and like cool off for a second and like take a break from society. Sometimes I just need to put my phone down, but um, I think checking in with yourself is super, super important. Seeing how you're feeling. Like sometimes you do just need to ask yourself how you're feeling and it seems like you would just know, but sometimes like you don't even realize until you take that moment to check in. Well, and sometimes hours, days, months, and sometimes in some extreme cases, even years go by before you check in with yourself. You know, I often say that grooming can be like Groundhog Day, right? The movie Groundhog Day, mm -hmm. you just put, your, you, you put your, your head down and you work and you do your eight or nine dogs that day and it's the same as yesterday and tomorrow will be the same as today. You go home exhausted just to get up the next morning, do it all over again. But to your point, mm -hmm. what is it that you want to become? Are there small goals? Maybe it's a daily goal. Maybe it's a yearly goal. Whatever those goals are, setting it for yourself and finding the people that you can kind of scoop up around you to help you be successful. So uh, I like that. I, I like that kind of self-reflection, uh, 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 that self-reflection comment or 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 suggestion you made to the to the to the audience. So I appreciate that for sure, and I'm sure they will as well. What do you, you know, as, as we, we started earlier talking about some of these, especially younger people, right? Uh, this, this whole podcast, uh, again, just as a reminder, this is Joe Zuccarello, your host of the Hey Joe podcast. And today we're talking with Janine and Janine is sharing with us uh, uh, kind of her angle or her story, if you would, uh, uh, as part of a series we're doing called Professional Pet Grooming Careers for Different Generations and her being, Janine being one that's representing the younger groomer. So what would you tell younger people, people that might be uh, uh, staring down the, the, the barrel, if you would, of, of I'm going to be graduating high school, or maybe I just started college and it doesn't feel perfect for me, or maybe I've graduated college, but the career of choice, it's not a fit any longer, or maybe I've just become somebody different. What would you, from your perspective, tell the younger person out there who's contemplating professional pet grooming as a career? 
I say, please just try it. We really need more awesome professionals in this business. Like for sure. We need so many more people to come in. So if, if you just come in and try it and you hate it, then you know, it's not for you and you can go and find what thing makes you happy and what works for you, but you may find that you love it. Um, and there, you've got some options as to where to start. I tell every single person that asks me when I got hired at Camp Bow, I'd never worked with dogs professionally. Um, I'd done animal rescue with my grandma growing up, but I'd never worked with animals professionally. And when I applied for that job, I sat down in my interview and he asked me if I'd ever worked with dogs before. And I said, no. And he told me that he would rather work with somebody that was just motivated and willing to learn somebody that he could mold into the employee he wanted to create rather than take in somebody that believed they already knew it all and was maybe not going to do things the way that, you know, cause they may know it all from working at another place, but you know, especially with Camp Bow, it was a corporate place. So you've got corporate rules. So just because they know to, how to do it at this shop doesn't mean they know how to do it the Camp Bow Wow way. So I always tell people that don't be afraid of being turned down because you don't have the experience. Um, you might just be what that person is looking for. And like I said, if it doesn't work out and you hate it, because some people it's just not for, I mean, as you mentioned, you, you know, bathing and uh, brush it out through your thing, but like full grooming, it's not for everybody. And if you find, eh, this isn't for me, you're not stuck in it. You can go wherever you want and you can find something that fits better for you. And it might even, Janine, would you agree that it might even just spark uh, a slightly different path, but it still might be in pet. Like for me, when I, you know, I, I, I knew that I knew that I was not going to be successful as a dog groomer. Um, I just didn't mm-hmm. have it, but I loved the industry and I love the business aspect of the industry. So here we are, you know, three and a half decades later, here I am still in the industry and loving it. Um, and, and, it, mm-hmm. and I call it my home, but um, you know, it being, a bather brusher at age 13 years old, you know, uh, uh, working in a little grooming shop in, in, in the St. Louis metro area uh, has led to a career uh, that I would, uh, you know, I would chalk up as, as one that's successful. So to your point, start, you may not like dog grooming, but you might still like the pet industry. Yeah, I like to recommend places that are like Camp Bauer or any daycare that you can find that maybe do that does like daycare training, um, and grooming, those are really great to get into because you have options. So if you try grooming and you're like, eh, maybe you can go try training. Maybe they even have a vet hospital that you could work if you like vet tech, if you want to maybe try that or kind of get your feet wet in that area, you know? So I like the ones that you do have some options. Um, like I said, that's where I started and that's how I was first exposed to grooming was seeing it at the daycare. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Janine, I'll, I'll tell you, I, I really, um, I'm thrilled that our paths crossed about a year ago. Um, I'm, I'm thrilled to have watched you over the course of the last year and stayed in contact with you. And uh, I couldn't be more thrilled that you agreed to come on to the Hey Joe podcast and talk to our audience about something that's so important. And that is shaping, uh, to help shaping the career of young people, especially, I love the word that you use professional. And that's, you know, that's what we need in this industry are more professionals and young professionals will continue to fuel the future. So uh, Janine, I, I, I know we're going to continue to see great things from you. And I really do appreciate you coming onto the show today and talking with the audience. Oh, no problem. Thank you for having me. 
And if you have any questions uh, for future show topics, in fact, this particular show topic, this generational series, was a question or a comment actually that came in through the Hey Joe podcast question email. Uh, uh, so again, we explore those topics. So if you have any questions or any topics, uh, episode topic recommendations, please submit those uh, via email to us at heyjoequestions at paragonpetschool.com. You're going to be able to find this episode at that same website at paragonpetschool.com. And you can subscribe to the podcast on basically any platform where you might get your podcast from. Janine, thank you so much. And your new mobile business, we cannot wait to see. I can't wait to see what you decorate your van to look like. <laughs> I think you're, yeah, you're, I know, you're, so, you're so into color and, 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 and vibrancy. I can't wait to see what it looks like. So we wish you the very best, Janine. Thanks again for being on the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me.